Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Tony Paul with the Detroit News, joined by Matt Charbonneau, Charbonnet, whatever it is. I, I, Wojo keeps confusing me. Um, Matt it, was good to, it was good to have Wojo at a game. I know. He, I didn't know he knew that there was two uh, Big Ten football teams. <laughs> um, Matt Charbonneau, obviously, Michigan State B-Writer, my colleague at the Detroit News. Um, lots to talk about, lots to digest um, this week. Obviously, um, a, a humbling experience for Michigan State. Um, 56-7, Ohio State had their way with them. Could have been 76-7 to for all we care. I mean, it really could have been if, you know, they, I mean, it was 49 nothing at halftime. Just um, uh, as big of a beatdown on the football field as you'll see between two Division One opponents playing for essentially a Big Ten championship. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Ugly, you know the you know the line was twenty, and I didn't touch the game. I don't like touching games that I I feel too close to. Like I mean, pay, you know, like I just I just don't like doing it. But the the line was twenty, which I thought could could have gone either way. Well, it went completely. Honestly, yeah. I mean, it was the line was hit by the end of the first quarter, um, as C.J. Stroud went nuts um, through uh, finished thirty two thirty five four hundred thirty two yards, six touchdown passes. Uh, he could have thrown for 600 yards, 700 yards. I mean, if he would have stayed in the game and they kept throwing, who the hell knows? Um, humbling is, I think, the word that everyone's using, including Michigan State. Um, the gap. Yeah. We, we knew the gap was large. Okay. I don't think either of us was here talking about these are two close, equal teams. No, we weren't saying that. Um, I think the, the size of the gap was a little disturbing, yeah. especially on the heels <laughs> of the news earlier in the week that Michigan yeah. State, and, and again, I'm not connecting the two. I know a lot of fans are, but the optics of it, it was, a you know, it was discouraging given, especially in the wake of the news that Mel Tucker, Michigan State are closing in on a 10-year, $95 million contract extension, which I want to get to later. We'll talk about that. But first, just really quickly, the game, we're recording this a day later. This is Monday. The game is two days ago. We're going to also talk, obviously, about the final game of the regular season against Penn State. But I, I won't say I was shocked with a big defeat. But, I, I mean, I think yeah. everyone would have to be shocked losing by damn near 50 points. And if Ohio State hadn't taken the foot off the pedal, could have lost by 80 points. Sure. And I, I, I am with you. I, I agree with most of that, all of that, really. I can understand where fans are kind of shell-shocked a little bit to see how easy that was for Ohio State. Um, but there's a couple things I'll say about it. And I know we talk about matchups a lot in basketball, but I think they matter in football too because this was – this was. It, I mean in the sense that – Clearly got, we learned that this weekend. No, no, no. I, what I'm saying is to, contributing it to why it looked so right. out of whack is because right. – as we know, Ohio State has the best offense in the country, the best, right? Against the very worst thing that Michigan State does, right? I mean, it's if you if you took this game, the the difference in this matchup when you have something like that, where one part, one team does everything so well and the other one's so bad at that one thing, that's when you're going to see this. And the, the reason I say this because let's say Ohio State had a really good had the number one rushing offense. Right. And Michigan State defended the pass well, but had trouble stopping the run. You wouldn't have seen this, I don't think, personally. So it was a little bit of, 
you know, just catching the exact wrong thing that was the problem with Michigan State right now. Um, well, you know, and that, you like, know they, that, say, that, they say it's just, it doesn't really matter who you're playing, it's when you play them. And I think that there's yeah. a lot to be said about this. You're playing yeah. Ohio State when they're at their best. Uh, they're clearly one of the top two or three teams in the country. Michigan State clearly is uh, not as good as as they maybe looked at times at eight and all, but they're also injury depleted in some very key spots. Yeah. Not saying that injuries make up for 50 points. I'm not saying that, um, but it, it does add to the, this is how bad the game looked kind of, yeah. you know, it, it I, I think that they were, they're, they're huge separation between these two teams, yeah. obviously, no matter when they're playing, but all the things lined up for this to just be a debacle, which is what it ended up being. Right. Um, you know and, what it, to me, you know what it was? It was the 2011 Capital One Bowl, which bad. was, you know, after the 2010 season and Michigan State had a great season and won the share of the Big Ten for the first time in 25 years or whatever it was. And everyone was feeling pretty good about that. And then you played an Alabama team that had some injuries during the year, so they weren't, you know, a big bowl, but they were healthy and they got kind of tired of hearing a week of people saying they didn't want to be there. And they went out on that field and they didn't beat Michigan State. They they damn near murdered them. I mean, they beat them into the ground. If people remember that day, that was a stark reminder of how far you really still had to go talent-wise, right? If you wanted to be an elite team, that's how far you had to go. And to me, this Ohio State game was that. Not in every spot on the field, but in many. It showed, well, you've had a hell of a year, and you got things going on the right track, but you want to be elite? Here, here's, here's what elite is. And that's how far you have to go. That's what that game felt like to me because that game against Bama back then, they had no chance from the, from the first snap and it felt the same way on Saturday. So, you know, it's not like suddenly, well, let's throw in the towel. To me, it was, it's just a sign of it's going in the right direction, but if you're wondering where you got to get, that's where you got to get. By the way, that Kevin one bowl is almost exactly the same score 49 to seven. Instead of fifty six to seven, and Atlanta and Alabama took their foot off the gas too, the same way Ohio State did. So it was one well, of those. Yeah, it, was, it was only it was only seven nothing after the first quarter in that game, though. <laughs> it, <laughs> it didn't take long was, after that. It was twenty something, whatever the hell it was. I mean, yeah. um, I mean, six hundred fifty five yards of offense for Ohio State, and I would have bet hundreds upon hundreds of dollars at halftime that they would have gone over that. <laughs> I mean, that they, they had five hundred at half. They had 36 first downs. I didn't even think that was possible. <laughs> that, 36 look, first downs. CJ Stroud threw three incomplete passes, and one of them one was, was dropped. dropped. And that, otherwise, you uh, would have had that streak of 20 some in a row. Yeah. yeah. And look, and I say about the pass defense look, the corners are not very good at Michigan State right now. They're also not healthy, but there's no pass rush right now. Early in the year, they had it. They certainly didn't have it Saturday. So. It, I mean, it, it all just added up to – that was a tall task. And then when you look on the other side of the ball and you know Kenneth Walker's not exactly healthy, um, then you lose Jaden Reed halfway through the game. It, you know, maybe if Michigan State gets points out of that drive, that second possession, I feel like it's the the, the playoff game, right? Eh, not quite because I do believe in that playoff game. If they don't get that interception at the end of the half, it's actually a game. Oh, I, I, I would agree um, with you. I'd fight anybody that says otherwise. You know, but. You know, let's say they score. Let's say they that's first down and they score. They end up scoring a touchdown. I'm not saying they win, but maybe it doesn't feel like what we saw. You're not feeling like there's no way of stopping this giant snowball rolling down yeah. this hill. Maybe you felt like you were in the game. And who knows? Maybe the team feels a little bit more, 
into it and you know maybe the offense does a little bit more it's it's hard to say but the, the other thing i'll say to people please stop firing everybody everyone the second things go bad everyone wants people fired you don't need to fire your defensive coordinator you don't need to fire harlan barnett if you can't look out there and see right now that michigan state doesn't have the players you're out of your mind all right and i hear stuff on twitter i hear stuff on the radio cut it out people wanted pat narduzzi fired the first couple of years he was here how did that work out i don't know if scotty hazelton's going to be that we're two years into this thing where they've overhauled the roster completely. They're still lacking in players. Let's stop firing don't coaches. Use the, don't use the term we. Don't use the term we. we. What did I say? You said we're two years into this thing. Just I well, know I meant, you didn't, I I didn't know you didn't mean it that way, but don't ever use that again. You know? Don't ever use that again. Yeah. Oh, stop it. Listen, people know what I'm talking about. I'm I saying know, this. It's giving you crap. Uh, uh, any, and it just frustrates not, me. Anyone, when, yeah. anyone who's but listening I'm, to this podcast, we're not talking to you. So keep listening. Don't you know, keep, no. Keep there's listening. people in this podcast like you. We're just talking about the people that don't listen to this podcast. The hell with them. <laughs> no, there's people in this podcast like listen. I guarantee we're saying fire Scotty. There's people in this podcast that are huge Michigan State fans and have known what Harlan Barnett has done at this place, and they're trying to fire him. I mean, come well, on. The bottom line is, you had two teams that have a major talent, yes, and and personnel and depth discrepancy. There's a massive gap. Um, it, you know, it was nice, you know, when you were 8-0 and, and Ohio State was 7-1 and one and, you know, you're feeling good about yourself, but reality smacked you in the face on Saturday. And um, it shows you how far you need to go. We'll get to that when we talk a little bit about Mel Tucker's contract here in, in a few minutes. Um, it tells you how far you need to go, um, and it tells you the importance of recruiting. And, and look, and it tells you that, you know, they, they obviously managed the transfer portal. We've talked about it at length this year. They managed the transfer portal phenomenally, and uh, that's going to have to continue. And then obviously the high school recruiting, they're going to have to continue to increase their, you know, increase their efforts and improve on that front. Uh, you know, because teams like Ohio State and Alabama, when they have guys go down, they got four guys behind them, right? Yeah. And that's the problem. Because if a, if a Kenneth Walker or Jalen Reed or – uh, Jaden Reed or Jalen Naylor go down. You don't have four guys behind you. Um, you know, it's not Ohio State. It's not Alabama. And that's where you strive to get to. Not whether you'll ever get there. Who knows? You know, look, it's a long road. You know, we know that the cream of the crop is probably always going to be the cream of the crop. And occasionally, you know, you can join that party. And I think that's what Michigan State would like to do. They've done it before and they can do it again. But yeah. there's just going to there's going to always be a discrepancy in recruiting. Uh, but you just have to narrow the gap and do it. You know, it's like um, you know, it's like the, ta you know, it's basically like, you know, Alabama and Ohio state are the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers. And you're the, you gotta be the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna hit, you're not gonna hit all the five-star recruits. Leave it up you to you to go baseball, but you gotta do what, you know, you know, I miss baseball really bad. Come back baseball. <laughs> We're heading toward a strike, <laughs> uh -oh. uh, but, uh, but you gotta be, you know, the Antonio era, everyone talked about the hit on the three stars constantly. They built them up and, you, you got to do that, you know, and you got to do that and build your depth that way so that, you know, you have people waiting in the wings so that when you do have injuries, you know, it's not, it can't be an excuse because you're going to have four guys behind them. Um, well, but anyway. Yeah. You know, but that's, that's the thing too. It's like people, they, they, they want it all immediately and it's not going to happen it, immediately. No. And if they, if they look, look right now, Mel Tucker's class is ranked what 17th or 18th in the country, which Mark D'Antonio did once. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
people it's it's heading in the right direction look i know saturday was rough i mean you might have most people might have thought you're gonna win that you would have been probably fine with eh, losing by a couple touchdowns but look like you were in the game right i get it but man oh man this this dude is in his second year and the first was a throwaway i mean i know he doesn't say that but that's the reality and if you don't think it's about the players listen to mel tucker He's ham- he said it after the game Saturday when he said it's recruiting. We got to win one-on-ones and we got to recruit like crazy. He said it again today on Monday when he told the team before the season, we've got good enough players to be in this. We don't have the depth right now. I mean, he's telling that to the guys in the room. So some of that is they have young guys who need to develop. That takes time. And some of us, they just need better players, right? And that's going to happen in the off season, the next couple off seasons. It just, I, uh, I'm just trying to tell people, take a deep breath, yeah, you know? Think, yeah. You got, you got your butts handed to you and humbled on this day. Overall though, this program, man, just settle down. I know you, I know you, when you get to eight, no, your expectations change still. This thing's going in the right direction. And that yeah. might lead into us talking about the contract here. I don't well, know. Cause that's clearly a, what, yeah. In a minute, yeah. we'll get to it. Um, I just want to look ahead really quick to Penn state, um, yeah. the final regular season game, which God bless you. You're going to cover and, uh, you have to skip your, <laughs> if your, you know, you skip your trip to paradise down to the Bahamas and cover just cause it. you complained about it. I didn't complain. I was fine with yeah. doing it. I was fine with doing it, but I, you know, I mean, uh, look, I mean, Football's still a story. I think I should be packing for my trip in the morning. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, MSU Penn State three thirty final regular season game of the year. Um, this game was always going to be a, a big game, but um, people now can say eh, whatever. No, this game now I think is huge, and I'll tell you why. You know, when you you know, and everyone said, and we talked about this before we we hit the record button on this little Zoom contraption here. And uh, we talked about how, you know, people on Twitter right now are just, you know, the, the MSU defenders. Okay, you have two camps. You have the realist, which is a small camp. <laughs> and, you have, and you have the MSU defenders, which is a bigger camp uh, where nothing can be do, go wrong. And, you, you know, you get some of these tweets, you know, with just some, just some crazy green and white perspective. And then you always look at the Twitter avatar and for sure it's always green and white or, you know, some. You know, but you get this from them, which the over-under before the season was four and a half games. And my God, they, they you know they're eight, they're they nine and two, and everything's great in Michigan State land. Wrong. <laughs> you start eight and zero, oh, your expectations change. Okay, you can't finish. You can, I mean, but you shouldn't finish nine and three if you start eight and zero. Oh. And I know you played some. I know you played a very tough Ohio State team. You bit it at Purdue. I mean, you absolutely blew it there. Uh, and now you got a Penn State team which has looked terrible and which has looked pretty good at depending on the game. They handled Ohio State a hell of a lot better than you did when they've also lost to Illinois in 38 overtimes or whatever it was. So, but you got to win this game if your if your season is to be considered. A, I don't want to say a success because obviously, yes, the strides are there. Okay, so there's success on that front, but your expectations have to change, right? Yeah. Expect- you know, if you if you graduate from college and you say it's my goal in 30 years to be making five hundred thousand dollars a year, but your first job out of college, somehow you're already making five hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, guess what? Your your expectations are going to change. You're going to want to do better than that down the road. So your expectations change when you're eight. No, they got to win this game. And and just so anybody's wondering, um, 
you know who's the biggest proponent of what you just said? The damn head coach. That's what he said Monday. He's like, I, I hear people saying it. Oh, you know, you got, you've had a good season. You guys should be happy with that. Uh-uh. He's throwing that right out the window. He's not buying that for one second. He absolutely believes they need to win this game. And here's the reason why. Yes, because you're 8-0. You believe you're at a certain at a different level than most people expected. Well, the other thing is we're talking about we're talking about recruiting, we're talking about making this roster better, talking about needing players. There's a big difference between being 9 and 3 and in those big games not getting it done and you end up playing in the Citrus Bowl or something now and getting this game done, being 10 and 2 and getting in the Peach Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl or something like that. That matters. In rec- it doesn't matter when it comes to who's the champion this year. It matters when you're building this thing into all these recruits, and he is right now, that staff right now is on a few guys that are committed other places that are four- and five-star guys that they might flip. If you think that doesn't matter to those guys, you're not paying attention. So this is, this is you're right, this game is huge. They have to win this game. They don't have to, but it would be critical, <laughs> critically important for them to win this game find their way into New Year's Six well, Bowl I think, game. Honestly, I think, honestly, it's a difference between a, a good season and a great season. I think yeah. that that's I think that's the slash line there. Um, I think 10-2 and two is always a great season in college football. Obviously, when you, you know, when you, you know, with where you come from, it's incredible. But if you lose three of your last four games and take Ohio State out of it, take them out. They're great. Okay? They're amazing. Good for them. Yay, Ryan Day. You'll never lose a Big Ten game as long as we ever live. Take that game out of it. You're facing Purdue, Maryland, Penn State. You can't lose all you know, two of those three games. No. You have no. to win that you have to win Saturday. It's so you do big. that too. And then if you get in a near six game, you're playing a good team. Right, exactly. So, so now, with the yeah, opportunity, right. and if you do that, say you beat Penn State and you go to the, I don't know, the Peach Bowl and play Notre Dame or something like that, or Wake Forest or whatever it might be. And and you and you bounce back and you win that game. It doesn't eliminate the Ohio State game, but now you can start saying, "All right, we were terrible on that day. We were we didn't have the players in certain spots, but you know what we did? We finished with a win at Penn with against Penn State. We beat whoever Notre Dame. We also beat Michigan that ever that is has a chance to play for a championship this week. So you can then at least now start to look and say, "Yes, this is going where we need it to be. Obviously, Ohio State is the the measuring stick. We're working to get there." I mean, there's there's just, to me, there is a lot to play for here in this game. Yeah, well, I mean, it could be obviously the difference between 11 and 2 and 9 and 4. Yeah. And if that doesn't have, that doesn't doesn't scream, you know, what a difference the narrative would be. Well, yeah. If you're trying to sell recruits and you're trying to, you know, go out there. And if you get that game against Notre Dame and you get to play and, you know, what a, what a, or a marquee opponent like a Notre Dame and you win that game. I mean, it just, it just seemed, it just steamrolls as far as the benefit, the exposure and all that stuff. Because, Again, beyond Ohio State, beyond Alabama, and the cream of the crop, you know, you you do need exposure. You know, you do need to to do these kind of things if you're going to convince these four stars to flip and and uh, you know these other kids that you're going to be on for the class of 2023. I mean, it just it it has a long lasting impact. It's a big game. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, and I I I don't like how they have looked. I mean. Maryland well, they're not games. healthy either, which they're is not, not healthy. healthy. <laughs> uh, uh, they're not healthy, and uh, we'll see what happens. But they would be well, well. Uh, it would be wise to go out and win this game. I'll put it that way. <laughs> which I think uh, they're going to obviously try and do. We'll see about. I think Kenneth Walker will be okay. 
I think Jalen Naylor might come back. He might have been practicing today, but we'll see about dudes like Jaden Reed and Simeon Bear. I mean, they're 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 hurting, and this is where the lack of depth kind of hurts you because you know yeah. where do you go from there? So we'll, we'll see dog, where they're my at. My dogs but. agree. They're, my dogs are starting to weigh in here. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't um, even anyway, hear. yeah, they're off in the, from the under. But anyway, Penn State three thirty on uh, that's a home game, right? Three thirty on yes, Saturday, sir. and so uh, yeah. that'll be the end of the regular season. And finally, we'll figure out what bowl game guys are going to and whatever happens it's been an interesting season um but uh, uh the, maybe the most interesting thing that's happened or hasn't happened but is going to happen or whenever uh obviously last week it broke and this it's been rumblings about this for a while probably two or three weeks now um uh, but last week it broke that michigan state and mel tucker are nearing a their uh, historic really 10-year 95 million dollar contract extension um which is just um it drew some headlines across the country based on the enormity of it. One, um, uh, and based on who was giving this contract to yeah. Michigan State, not Alabama, not LSU, not when you know Michigan State. Um, so it, it definitely drew some headlines. There was some that thought it might be signed last week. It hasn't been signed yet, or has been signed but hadn't been announced. We don't know yet. We're expecting that to be finalized. It would have been wise. To announce that before the Ohio State game, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, again, look, the people, the powers that be at Michigan State, whether it's the AD, the president, the boosters, the, the board of regents, they weren't giving this contract to Mel Tucker because they thought he was better than the Michigan State was better than Ohio State. So take Ohio State out of it. Doesn't matter what happened. They like where the program's headed. They believe in him as a CEO and they don't want to lose him. And there was obviously a great chance of them losing him. LSU was definitely coming after him. I had heard that LSU had offered him uh, or through his agent $9 million a year for at least five years. Um, and uh, that was the big one was down there at LSU, obviously USC. There's been other schools. Uh, Michigan state was proactive. Okay. Uh, whatever you think about the contract and Michigan state fans love it. Uh, I have questions on both sides. Uh, but, uh, but one thing I'll say is that Michigan state has a history of screwing up in this situation, they, they were cheap with Nick Saban. And they lost in, in 1999, which, by the way, the year has very many parallels to this season. Yeah. Yep. You know, a team that kind of came out of nowhere, did really well to start. They beat Michigan to stay undefeated. Michigan was also undefeated. By the way, that Michigan team also went to Purdue the next week, and or Michigan State team also went to Purdue the next week and lost to Purdue. A lot of parallels. <laughs> that team lost their coach to LSU. Nick Saban left. There was a money dispute. Uh, LSU coming after Mel Tucker, Michigan State's being proactive. They they probably learned from their mistakes. Uh, but just what are your thoughts in general uh, on this massive contract, which would make him the second highest paid coach in college football, the highest paid black head coach in all of North American sports, um, which I think is a sense of statement, um, whether you want to, yeah. whether you, whether, you know, look, we're all, you know, we all don't like to involve race in everything. That's a big deal. And, it is a, um, that, it's a huge you know, that, deal especially for Michigan state, which has very big long roots for, uh, you know, being among the first colleges to, to bring in black recruits. And so that's a big deal. And we're not going to get into that, but just your thoughts in general on the, on the contract, the enormity of it, which we've heard about it for a while, but I had doubts whether it was actually going to get to this almost hundred million dollar point. And here we are. Yeah. It, it Look, it, and we talked, you and I talked earlier about the idea of Michigan state. Did they have to do this? Well, of course they didn't have to do it. But if your plan is to, you expect to be competing for championships with Ohio State, 
with LSU, Alabama, all these teams, and you believe this is the guy to do it, and another team is coming after him for a certain amount of money, then at that point, if you want him, now you got to ante up. Okay. Now you could have then said, well, we believe we can still get there without somebody else or with somebody else. Right. Well, then, then maybe you don't pay him it. Um, so, I mean, we, you know, the other thing, the other part about this too, is how this is being funded. We all, you know, as we've reported and some others, obviously this, the bulk of this is coming from private donors, Matt Ishbia, of course, being the, you know, the catalyst of this, uh, Steve San Andres, the other guy kind of involved in terms of a big billionaire donor, it's not Dan Gilbert folks. So any of this Dan Gilbert stuff, uh, just ignore that. That's not involved there, but Dan, it, Gilbert, it is. Dan Gilbert and Madishfield wouldn't work together if they had to build a contraption to stop an asteroid yeah. from hitting the earth. Let's yeah. <laughs> so. But so, so you understand that's where it's coming from. So it's, it's, it's creates all these other little things here. Like, um, you know, as we've talked about, it's like, so, you know, when it comes down to it, who's really making the call on the head coach? Is it the athletic department or the president, or is it the major donors? And then look, I know this happens at a lot of schools it's been happening in the sec for years, uh, but this is now you're, you're basically signaling now, now that now we're in it right at Michigan state. We're in it now. We're, we're, we're playing it like these guys. Cause this is what matters. Um, and we're saying that by the amount of money we're, we're spending on this guy. And, you know, it's not going to hurt the athletic department's budget. It's not going to take away from the chemistry department. Um, it's coming from these guys. But you wonder now, are these guys calling the shots at Michigan State? And I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, Who knows? We'll see. That's, that's a very critical question. Um, yeah. I, I mean, and that's happening a lot of it's, – it's again, that's not just Michigan places. State. But you now put yourself in that – yeah, you've put yourself in that spot now. And, and not to mention that, now – talk about expectations. Now what are the expectations on this program? Because Over you can't high. have a 10, you can't oh. have a 10, 11 win season and say, Hey, good job, fellas. The expectation now is you got to win it all. Well, I think you could have an 11 win season. Well, I don't I mean, think, I don't yeah. mean every year. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't mean every yeah. year. Yeah. No, the expectations are, 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 are good. And you know, the funny thing is one thing I heard from people who, when this whole LSU thing came out a few weeks, month ago, or whatever it was, some people said, Oh, well, you know, he'll stay at Michigan state because the expectations are lower. And I'm like, first of all, I don't know a college coach in the world. These guys are nuts. Okay. Yeah. I don't know a college coach in the world that runs away from expectations. Like these guys are hard on themselves. I mean, they want to win. They want, they believe they're going to win. So no coach is going to stay at Michigan state and turn down LSU because the expectations are low. All right. So that's ridiculous. As far as the money. Um, and I agree with you when you say that, uh, you know, it's, if, if MSU believes this, okay, that's fine. If you believe you have your guy, then you got him and you paid him, and that's yeah. fine. And I don't, and that's your belief, okay? Uh, my question would be, how do you know that you have that guy when it's only been a year and a True. half? Yep. Um, I would question that. Um, if Michigan goes out and gets blown out by Ohio State, and they're not going to lose by 49 points, I don't believe, but they could lose by two or three touchdowns. If that happens, you start to look at the season and it's like, okay, who have you beaten? I mean, you beat Michigan. They're a decent team. But who you, who have you beaten? And last year, yeah, you beat Michigan, but they weren't a very good team. And, you know, so I just think the argument to be made on the other side of that is just – it's just a question. And I've asked this yeah. question. And it's not like it's, it's not my money. It's not my decision. I'm not saying Mel Tucker's a bad coach. I think he's got great potential with this program. The question I'm asking – 
is okay. You believe you have that guy. How do you how do you know that? You that's, don't. That's that, well, it's so yeah, soon. It's yeah, so that's the soon, answer. You know, that's the answer. You don't know, and that's what yeah. makes it. That's what makes it risky, right? Um, and like, and that's, uh, like Nick Saban gets his contract yeah. where you know he has to be the highest paid coach, which is why this deal probably is under that because then they don't want to do anything to give Nick Saban a raise because Nick Saban his contract says he had to be the highest paid coach. But if you're giving Nick Saban this hundred million dollar contract, no one bats an eye. Yeah, uh, and, I mean, but if that's you're I mean, Dallas Swinney this contract, no one bats an eye. Well, but the, the other thing so too that's is the question, that's the question I have. That's the biggest problem. I yeah. have. not problem because again, I don't care. It's not my money. It's your it's their decision, and you've got a coach who clearly has taken you from, you know, under a pile of crap to a rose garden essentially in the span of a year when you had no idea that you were going to be this good or this decent this year. So that's fine. I just don't know how you reach that conclusion that quickly. That's the only question I have. They believe they have. They must. They know him as a CEO, as a leader. I mean, look, he's a great recruiter. He connects well with these kids. He's great on social media, which you can laugh about that, but that matters. It does. With this generation of kids, yep. like he's clearly connects with the kids. Um, well, so maybe and that's probably the way they're going. Is that he can get these kids and he can get the guys, and they're and they're going to see the returns. You know, as far as being one of the elite programs, and, and just let's under be the, honest, just under the elite, I just don't. I don't believe they get to Ohio State or Alabama. I'm sorry. I just don't. You don't think they ever do? Not on a consistent basis. Well, I mean, Clemson was Clemson was nothing special. Yeah, I just Clemson I, was, I, I don't even know if they were as good as Michigan State. And where are they now? I the, the idea that they can't, I, I'll never buy that. I don't think anyone is limited from getting to that point. I mean, Alabama had a lot of bad years before Nick Saban showed up. But I, you know, whether they get there or not, who the hell knows? But my point is they 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 weren't just going looking to do this. Their hand was forced, right? I mean, if they don't make this offer to him, as you said, LSU was coming, they were going to pay him. Sure. It. Someone was going to pay him it. So that's, so now you have to make the choice two years in. Is, you have to make you the choice. You have to, exactly. You have to make the choice whether well, you want to do this. Or but if you you're going to keep say, him, you can't say, Hey, we really believe in you, but we're going to keep you at the, the salary you're at. Well, he's going to say, well, you, you don't really believe in me then because they believe in me to the tune of four or five million more a year. Right. Um, I, but, I, look, you're right. There's there's arguments but, to be made yeah, on both exactly. sides. And, I and that's, 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 yeah. a, that's all the question I have. I mean, I've gotten kind of roasted on Twitter and the local radio, and I haven't even come out and said you shouldn't <laughs> do this. But I just asked a couple questions on Twitter. Like I asked, where would he be this year without Kenneth Walker? And where will he be next year without Kenneth Walker? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. I'm just asking those questions. I and it just seems to me too soon to commit ten years. Maybe if you want to pay him the nine nine and a half million dollars because LSU is going to pay nine, then can you do it in nine and a half over five years? You know, what well, I don't know. You know, look clearly the boosters believe they have the guy. The university believes they have. There at least most people in power at the university. <laughs> By the way, someday the we need, guy. like like a Tom Izzo off the record conversation. We need to someday be able to write a book of all the things we hear, because <laughs> people would be fascinated. But the problem yeah. is sometimes you don't know how exactly true. They right, are, but, but so I mean, yeah, because obviously not everyone at this university is thrilled. Even in the athletic department, is thrilled that they're about to give a hundred million dollars to one guy. That is correct. Uh, uh, it's a fact. There are there are coaches, head coaches at the university that just don't believe that that looks good. And here's the thing. 
And it's not because uh, they it's not because they're no, anti Mel no, or anti Mel Tucker doesn't Mel Tucker does not have an enemy in that department among yeah. among his peers. He, they love him. They love him. But uh, you're giving a hundred million dollars to the one guy in the department, and that's uh, um, that's a little unnerving to some. All right. Yeah. Uh, but like you, and then let's, let's touch on the other part really quick, where you just mentioned it is funded by the donors. How much of it is funded by the donors? We don't really know, but probably I would guess the majority of it will be funded by the donors. And you're right. Then who makes the call when things go south in year two or year three, or there's a NCAA violation that might not recall for a fire call for a firing, but this person thinks it should call for a firing. Well, who makes the call? Is it the university president? Is it Matt Ishbia? Is it the athletic director? Like who's in charge? You know, if, 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 see, it's fine to me. I think you get into a very delicate situation when you have donors paying salaries because look, the donors and Matt HP has given $32 million for infrastructure, for a football building, for all these, look, that stuff matters for recruiting and for building a program. That's great. The arms race, as far as building buildings is huge in college sports. You know, donors giving to that is fantastic. You can get your name on the wall. It looks great. You can put some little lights under it, illuminate it. It looks fantastic. You can pay for the buildings. But when you start paying for the salaries and then there's a tug of war all of a sudden of who's running, you know, the university president should be running the university. But if this guy's cutting the $10 million check, you have issues. And Michigan State has been known to have some infighting. Uh, over no. the years, I just, no. I just think, you know, given the situation where it's so new, and there's there's a potential conflict there, I just think there's 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 obviously always a situation when you're giving a long term contract that things could go south and blow up. I just think that there's a little bit more of that here. Um, but again, you know, the university powers believe this is the way to go. They see more of Mel Tucker on a day to day basis than I do. Um, they they believe in this man as a CEO. Fine. I just also wish that somehow before they announce this $10 million a year for one guy, that they would find a damn donor to pay to bring back swimming and diving because Mel Tucker is about to make five times a year what it costs to fund both the men's and women's swimming program per year. And again, we talk about a big deal in college athletics is optics. I know that the donors are paying for this. The university is not. It looks bad. Well, the the thing I brought up too is like a donor to pay for the swimming and bring them back before you announce this contract. Well, that's easy to say. It is easy to say. It's easy to say. But if you look down in the SEC where they're trying to compete with, they don't give two craps about that. Those, Those universities are running like what, 14, 15 varsity programs. You know, they don't care. Up here in the Big Ten, that's about being broad-based and you need to have 24 program, whatever. It's more of a thing up here. Down there, they don't care. You know, and, and, and is this a, is this a sign to whatever? Football's running the show and we got to do it. But I, I, you're right. Optics. I just think the optics, optics wise is not great. Um, I, who the knows? Optics, but the, they, here's they, the they, thing they, I will they, say, though. You're right. There's, gonna, there's plenty of people at that university within the athletic department that don't feel great about the money or a little, you know, a little skittish about it and all that. But I don't know of a person there that doesn't believe in Mel Tucker and that he's the guy to do this. So it, it is that interesting thing. Everyone's behind him while some are like, uh, 
really this much, <laughs> you know? So it's not, a, again, it's not an anti Mel Tucker thing for the people that are unsure about it. Right. It's just kind of more about as the, all it's, the things we sticker, talked it's, about. It's right? sticker shock. It's sticker yeah. shock, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like going to buy a gallon of gas right now or a gallon of milk. Like, what the frick? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> on a slightly larger scale. Um, it'll be interesting to see when this, uh, when this comes out, it, it is interested in Michigan State's taking the proactive lead, and I give them all the credit for that. I do, yeah. and I haven't said one word about this being a terrible decision. Um, I just have questions, and that's okay. Well, uh, You're allowed to have this? questions. How about this? How about they don't do it? LSU hires them for nine million dollars a year. People would be losing their mind. Michigan State, how could you let this happen? They would be, right? If he goes on to win there, yes, um, and do well. Um, well, I mean, ultimately, but I, yeah, but I mean, I, even I think right honestly, away. if he, if he were to leave for LSU, MSU said, look, we can't pay F one person nine and a half million dollars. Even if it's coming from the boosters, it's just wrong. Um, I think that would be very a fair answer. Yes. Michigan state fans would be going ape crap. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I censor myself there. I haven't the rest of the podcast, whatever. Yeah, no anyway, um, saving our editors some time, I guess, but, um, yeah, you know, I just people said the other thing I take issue with, and again, look, if they believe, good, you know, that's great. And I think it's good that a university like Michigan State, which has always been second tier as far as, you know, it is it's the second university in the state. You know, it's even when they have good years, you know. Wow. Boy, you are really endearing yourself to the listeners in this. Oh, one. I don't I don't care. I mean, you I know you don't care. It is reality. Nick Saban also has said over the years that he would never have stayed at Michigan State because you're never going to be number one in the in the hearts of the state. You're just not. You're behind Michigan. Um, so I think it's interesting. I think it's great that Michigan State, you know, great that they've sent a message here. But the people that say on Twitter, you had to do this. You didn't have to do this. You made a choice to do this. You could have found a very competent, capable coach for five or six million dollars a year if Mel Tucker were to leave again another place after just a year or two. Because, and you could make that argument because you could say he's been a head coach for three years. We can't give $10 million a year to someone who's been a head coach for three years. That's a reasonable argument to make, but you make that argument on Twitter with a green wall and holy hell, you're a freaking idiot, you know, just crawled out from under a rock and doesn't know anything. I mean, there are arguments to be made on both sides. That's all I'm saying. You know, I that's think cause, that there's that's because you're clearly here. You're clearly a member of the blue wall, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's just a, <laughs> there are questions that can be asked. I mean, this is unusual. It is a lot of money for a very small resume. That's all, you know, that those are the questions I have. Mel Tucker could go on and take you to the college football playoff in three years, two years, whatever, you know, and I'll be, you know, again, people that don't like it will be proved wrong. I don't think I have made a decision whether I like it or not. I used to have questions. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Fair? Sure. All right. All right. I love all Michigan State fans. <laughs> Michigan fans, they're all reasonable, rational. People. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah, sure. Exactly. Um, really quickly, Michigan State basketball, they're going to the Bahamas without you. Um, you didn't make without me. I know it's crap. <laughs> um by the way, you cost me by the way, I, I was a, you cost me a, a trip to the Bahamas a couple of years ago. So it I wasn't my to, fault. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I remember It'll because this, was this the year of the uh, – what was it? Was this the year of the playoff? 
I don't know, but you had to cover Michigan. I had to go out to Michigan State, State hoops. I had to go cover Michigan, Michigan State because you had to stay in football. I had to go out to the yeah. Classic out in California for like a week. Might have been. Yeah. Yeah, because um, your little Michigan beat was in the Bahamas, and you had to. Yeah, I was supposed you. to go to the Bahamas, and I had to go to California. Which By the way, all the blue, all out. the blue wall people, we bailed on Michigan and, and to cover Michigan State. So there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so we, yeah, I don't get to go to the Bahamas, but they play uh, Loyola on Wednesday. At the, noon, at noon. I hope everyone's uh, going to watch early. But Drew Valentine, obviously. Drew Valentine, yeah. His yeah. first year. They're 4 0, like all to start. They shoot a million threes a game. Uh, so, yeah, Michigan State, you know. They still, have Braden, they still have Braden Norris on that team. Yes, um, sir. He's about former, his 12th. Year. Former, yeah, former Oakland Grizzly. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, Michigan State bounced back from the Kansas loss, beating up on the directional schools. And although the the Butler win, I thought was a pretty good, even though Butler might struggle this year to go into that environment and play the way they did was pretty solid and win by 20. Uh, so we'll see how they do down there. Obviously, Loyola, uh, Baylor's in this. Um, they could play what UConn the second game potentially or Auburn. So there's, you know, as usual, it's uh, Syracuse in it, usually big name teams down there. So they'll play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll see. I think if they could win a couple games out of this thing, um, potentially get to a championship game, we'll see. Um, you know, it, it should be interesting, though. Got to get through Loyola first. That's not, they do. Easy, they do, and that's not an easy feat. And they've got a ton of experience there. They've got mm-hmm. about four grads, graduate guys, whatever you call them now, a senior, junior. All their top players are veteran guys. So, um, But Loyola hasn't played outside of its own arena yet this year, so. Michigan State certainly has, so we'll see. But you got to like some of the early signs of Max Christie, Gabe Brown starting to score. If they can get Joey Hauser, I don't know, put the ball in the basket. He didn't play the other night, but he's supposed to play this week. So we'll see. I think that's a big one to keep an eye on if he can get going. I think Michigan State landed the wrong Marquette recruit. They should have gone after Jamal <laughs> Kane instead. <laughs> well, you know. He was just tearing it up with Oakland, by the way. 30 points average, 30 points a game last week against Oklahoma State and uh, uh, Alabama. You know. They should have gone after him instead. But anyway. Yeah, you know, another fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Michigan State's got the tournament coming up. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's football is obviously a priority, which is why Matt's staying uh staying in the cold weather to have some no turkey, fair. have some turkey and uh you know, stay pale. Um yeah. so <laughs> yeah. um but anyway, uh Michigan State plays Penn State 330 on Saturday. Michigan, of course, they just beat up on Mar- Maryland 59-18. Big game for them. Against the Ohio State Buckeye, very intrigued by what's going to happen in this game because you're going to have both agree that it's not going to be the bloodbath that it was against Michigan State. Um, but I'm sorry, I just, I mean, Ohio State's on another planet. I mean, I just, yeah, I don't think Michigan wins, but I, think I, I don't think there's, I think, I think this is still a two, three score game, uh, maybe potentially, at minimum, maybe at yeah. minimum. Um, Michigan's a little bit more balanced in all areas. I, Michigan State, you know. I made this argument last week, and you made fun of me because, oh, well, who won on the field? And I get it, you know, but I still make it. I've thought for a while that just Michigan's just a little bit more well-rounded. I think Michigan State does certain things a lot better than Michigan. I just feel like Michigan's a little bit more well-rounded, and certainly their pass defense is going to be better than whatever the hell that was that we watched on Saturday. (laughs) But anyway, that's the big game, obviously, um, that's coming up. So you can check out all the coverage at DetroitNews.com. Power rankings from Matt are up. Uh, online, he'll have all the preview for the Penn State game. Angelique Shangelis will have all the preview for the Ohio State game, including a fun, really good feature coming up this week. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Um, other than that, you can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Charbonneau. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Paul 1984. Buy a subscription, it's a dollar. 
six months. I mean, Christmas is coming up, folks. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, that's it, Matthew. Um, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. See ya.